doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Emily told me I had to be calm. This is my calm voice. <laughs> oh, God. We're doing um, a very late night recording for what I am positive is going to be one of our longer episodes. Yes. So a lot I'm, of shit goes down I, in this part, man. So I'm trying to keep us at a cool six out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. <laughs> What's up? It's Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. We're a Harry Potter podcast. You know the deal. Guys, we are almost done with Goblet of Fire. This is our second to last part of this goddamn book. Six out of seven. Guys. (laughs) We're really gearing up. We're getting a lot of juicy shit popping our way. Yeah, a lot of stuff happens in this part. We were both kind of talking about it it before we started recording this part. We were like, oh, I was kind of not looking forward to reading this part because I thought of it as like a really boring section. I know. And then we both read it and we were like, oh my god, this part's so cool. Because both of us saw that the first chapter was the second task and both of us are like, I don't care about the second task. (laughs) Yeah. This whole (laughs) section is tainted. What, What, how would you respond if I told you that my favorite part of this section was the second task? I'd say that's interesting and tell me why. And I would say it's a lie. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite part of this section? My favorite part, I think, is when they go visit Sirius. Ooh. In the cave. Because I like Sirius in this part. Ooh. Yeah, I do Ooh. too. Ooh. I think he's cool. I think he is kind of the guardian that he should have been in the next book Ooh. in this part because he's very concerned for Harry and is gives us a lot of cool information. Right? I forget, I always forget what they talk about in that part. Like, I know and I remember that we go visit Sirius in the cave in this book, but I always forget why. Yeah. All I remember is that they bring him chicken and bread. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember, like, what they talk about ever. I... But, like, they talk about... Yeah. They shit talk people, and it's good. They shit talk people. I love it, and I'll say this. True business. I do love him deeply in this book. Mm Mm-hmm. I care He's for him good. a lot. Yeah, it's just the next book. That we, we'll see how I feel this time around. I'm surprising myself with my feelings on the twins out of nowhere in this book. I'm like, I don't care for them. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe this time around on Order of the Phoenix, I'll feel very differently. Mm. I don't know. I'm feeling very, like, overly emotional about everything in life right now, so I don't know. I might just, like... Maybe I'll just, like, lose your mind. I'll lose my dies. mind with Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, shit, shit. Sam kills Dumbledore. I do like that part a lot, too. It's so hard for me. I feel like I have to take the, like, pensive and madness of Mr. Crouch stuff, like, off the table. Because, like, that is the best part. <clears throat> shit. Can I say just, like, another part that was just, like, cute to me? Yes. This is where we get to see the Nifflers. Yes! And that was so fun! That was so fun. Let me pull up. I want to, like, see. Because I know that I had a section that I was like, this is it. If it can't be these two, then it's definitely this. But now I can't remember (laughs) what my fave part was. I was surprised with the the definition of the Nifflers. Or, like, the description of them. Like, how accurate. We can't go over that yet. Ugh! <laughs> we have to get there when we get there. I know I love the nipplers. <laughs> They're so fun! <laughs> I'm gonna forget what I was gonna say just now by the time we get to that part. That they're so accurate in the movie. Yes. Is what you were gonna say. True. They're really cute. Yeah. I thought you were about to read off the stuff and I was like, no, no, no. No, yeah, I wish it's gonna refresh my own memory. Yes. Girl, I don't know. I feel like if I couldn't pick those two, then I would absolutely choose... The series part two. 
Mm-hmm. That part is so cool, and you learn so many it's really fun. interesting fun facts about Voldemort and the Death Eaters. And Voldadol. Voldadol. Not yet. Soon. Next part, baby. Okay. <laughs> this is a very fun part, all except for the first chapter. So let's just begin to <laughs> it so we can get it and so we can get it done right away. We are picking up here chapter twenty six with the second task. Finally. Which is the most boring task of them all. Oh my god, can you imagine watching that? I know, I literally like came to that realization while I was reading that this time around. I was like, it's boring to watch. Like, you're literally watching people walk into the water and then waiting an entire hour for them to come back out. They were all late. Yes. So Cedric was one minute off the time. I would have left. So like, they were all late. I would have left. They should have had like... TV screens that showed what was happening underwater. This is the thing, too, is to move a little bit ahead, we'll see when reading it, but my prediction is it's the exact same thing with the third task. You That's see also a boring one to watch. Maze and, then it, and then all of a sudden, like, they come, somebody comes out with a dead body. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I just like, mouth. that sucks. <laughs> Shut <laughs> I will cry right now. Oh, this is my emotional well-being does not bode well for our watch through. <laughs> I'm very nervous now. I know. I'm gonna cry. We're gonna cry live on air. Hurt. Shit. The guy who plays Amos just goes Ooh, too hard. I can't stand him. He's so good. Okay. So the task begins. The task? No, it doesn't. It starts with Hermione being like, here you are. We've got a lot of build up before we get to the actual second task. I want it to begin. How does this start? Well, Harry knows the egg thing now and he tells them, right? And Hermione's yeah. like, I thought you said you already had it figured out. He's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. I have cool things to tell you about Moody. <laughs> Moody and Snape. Yeah, so the the first half of this is just them trying to figure out how Harry can be underwater for an entire hour. Yes. So they're in the library. Doing all kinds of research. Um, Harry gets a letter from Sirius who tells him to send him the date of the next Hogsmeade weekend. <clears throat> Daisy's bored. Same. <laughs> oh my god, her eyes are oh until I moved and she looked at me, but they're like <laughs> droopy. Like not closed, but oh, just she like is. she is done with this section. Hagrid is, like, giving Harry this huge pep talk and is like, you're gonna win. I can feel it. You're gonna win. And Harry's like, I don't even know what I'm gonna do. Panic. So then, um, McGonagall wants to see Ron and Hermione the night before, so they get pulled away unexpectedly. We don't know why. Uh-oh. No, we sure don't. And so then Harry falls asleep in the, um, library and is woken up by Dobby, who... Has the answer for Harry Potter? Shut up. <laughs> Harry Potter. Shut up. You must read the Gilliweed Harry Potter. <laughs> oh my god. Harry Potter. <laughs> you have to go find your Wheezy. Say that. <laughs> Harry Potter. My spine. <laughs> you can't even do it. <laughs> Stop. I won't look. Harry, <laughs> Harry Potter must find his wheezy. <laughs> Harry Potter. 
Podcast Feind ist Weezy. Und Weezy, Harry Potter. So Dobby has the answer. So Dobby has the answer. <laughs> he tells Harry exactly what he needs to go find, and he gives him the answer on how to be underwater for an hour. Bum, 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 bum. Dobby knows it all. He heard McGonagall and Moody talking about it. Huh. Interesting. Huh. What the heck? Huh. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I don't know what foreshadowing is. So the task starts in ten minutes, and Harry has to sprint down oh, to the lake. shit. Oh, shit. And he gets there with like a cramp and out of breath and like totally losing unprepared. It. I can't get over the fact that he goes in fully in his robes like an idiot. I know. Do we get oh a description of what the others are wearing? Um, we know that Crumb is wearing swim shorts. Yes. I does she say what the other ones are wearing? I don't think so. She just says that Crumb is wearing swimming trunks and holding his wand. Oh, so it was just my imagination that Cedric was wearing a Speedo. <laughs> no, that was very real. <laughs> as long as Fleur's not wearing some sexy string bikini. What the fuck? Anyway, this movie. Let's continue. <laughs> She's so. wearing one of those, like, swim dresses. <laughs> like a Victorian swim dress? Yes. I wish. That would have been better. Than a sexy one piece. God. I will always remember you when we were watching that for like the Snapchat stuff, just being like, what the fuck? I can see her pubic mound. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I say the things I say? Her pubic mound. I just remember that like stopped me in my tracks, and I was like, why would you call it that? That's what it is. I would have her to look mound. out for that. Her mouth. You don't say her that. It's her pubic mouth. It's anatomical. Her mouth. That's the official like term. Pornography. Oh my god. You well now I'm gonna have to look out for that. I'm gonna have to watch for her pubic mouth. You'll see it. It's right out there for everyone to see. I hate this movie. Her skin tight swimsuit. Right. Yikes. Okay, so they all go into the water. And Gillyweed gives Harry gills and um, webbed fingers and toes. He gets he's a fish for feet. He's a fish. <laughs> so like really like this is like uneventful for him too. All that happens is that he gets attacked by Grindylows. Yes. And then he makes it right. Oh, and then Moaning Myrtle comes out. Yes. I love that part where he's <laughs> what is the exact description of his feelings? It's like he feels like he's having a heart attack. <laughs> She's like, how you doing? <laughs> he tries to shout, but he can't get any sound out. But when she says, how are you doing it? So it's like, Harry thought he was having a heart attack. Oh, Harry thought he was having a heart attack. Yes. <laughs> it cracked me up. That really made me happy. I love it when she's like, whenever I try and go over there, they always get mad at me, so I leave. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I they always chase me when I get too close. Yeah. <laughs> she's... Horny for mermen. Wasn't she told that if a boy chases you, it means he has a crush on you? Well, yes. She was alive in the 1930s and 40s. 
If they're mean to you, it means they like you. And this is the 90s, so that's still happening. It's still a real thing. <laughs> that's why Draco is in love with Hermione. Oh, God. Jesus. Okay. So she leads, she shows Harry the way that he goes, and he's the first one to get to the mer people. Yes, because he's a And they bitch. have, like, a full-on village. One of them even has a pet granny law outside their house. Read that little part because it really enchanted me. I really did like that part. When you... When Harry gets there and he, like, describes their little village. Okay. A cluster of crude stone dwellings stained with algae looms so... Okay. <laughs> crude. You asked okay. me to read it! <laughs> no! Just to good lord. They can't have nice houses. They have to be crude Crude stone, stone dwellings. Well, they're scary mermaids. Well, they have hands. <laughs> and tools. And a language. Here and there at the dark windows, Harry saw faces that bore no resemblance at all to the painting of the mermaid in the prefix bathroom. Mm. Yeah, because she was sexy, and these ones are not. Mm -hmm. They had grayish skin and long, wild, dark green hair. Their eyes were yellow, as were their broken teeth, and they wore thick ropes of pebbles around their necks. They leered at Harry as he swam past, blah, blah, blah. Okay. It's fun mermaids. He sped on, staring around, and soon the dwellings became more numerous. There were gardens of weed around some of them, and he even saw a pet Grindylow tied to a stake outside one door. I love that so much. I think that's so cute. Merpeople were emerging on all sides, watching him eagerly, pointing at his webbed hands and gills, talking behind their hands to one another. I love it! Um, a whole crowd of merpeople was floating in front of the houses that lined what looked like a mer version of a village square. A choir of merpeople was singing in the middle, calling the champions toward them, and behind them rose a crude sort of statue, a gigantic merperson hewn from a boulder. Four people were bound tightly to the tail of the stone merperson. Can't they just be good at stuff? Yeah. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> I just, I wish. They have their own village, though. That's really cute. I love it. And I don't know how, like, you know new and exciting her take on mermaids was mm -hmm. but to me it was and still is because i don't really see that many like uggo mermaids yeah in stuff especially like fantasy stuff i feel like they're all like supposed to be sexy sirens right but they're just like fish badasses <laughs> and i appreciate them especially because they live at the bottom mm -hmm. of something so they're not going to be hot do you remember that movie aquamarine girl do I remember the movie Aquamarine? <laughs> you don't be an H two ho. Just add water. Of course, I remember <laughs> the movie Aquamarine. H two. Well, that movie I remember was like the first thing that like changed my perception of mermaids because she didn't wear a bra, and that freaked me out when I was little. <laughs> I was like, she's shirtless. <laughs> Changed my perception of mermaids because she didn't wear a bra. Because they're just half naked. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> Ariel was a lie. Ariel was nude. They don't wear seashell bras. Ariel was nude. Yeah, when she was human. <laughs> Not in mermaid form. She has seashells and a tail. <laughs> Prince Eric probably saw fully inside her upon the first <laughs> meeting. She's like, I don't know what to do with my legs. <laughs> She was wearing, like, a boat sail tonight around her by the time he found her. Oh. <laughs> he saw fully inside her. He saw her penis mound. <laughs> That's why he fell in love with her. Ew. He just found this naked girl on the beach. He's yeah, a man. Sweet. What else is he supposed to do? <laughs> boys will be boys. Oh, okay. okay. Well, <laughs> let's not unpack that. <laughs> 
Okay, so Harry um, tries to save multiple people. Yes, and the mer people are only letting boy. him save one. He is so dumb and so kind. He took their song for serious. <laughs> what did I just say? For serious. For serious. <laughs> Do you remember when people used to say cereal? Yes. For cereal. For cereal. So super cereal right now. Ew! I love him. I love him, Katie. I love how he gets so embarrassed about this afterward. People are like, Harry, Dumbledore wouldn't have let us die. And he's like, yeah. When they announce what happened with the judging or whatever, both Ron and Hermione both look at him like, oh my god. <laughs> he's so, so sweet and he waits for everyone. And his like thing of when like, okay, so Cedric gets there or whatever. And then, or I don't even remember when exactly he thinks this, but at some point he's just like, what are they doing? Like, what's taking them so long? Like, hurry up. Mm -hmm. Like, he's so, like, trying to look at his watch, like, impatiently, but it's broken and stuff. But he's just like, he's like, hurry the fuck up. We all need to do this. They're going to die. Time is getting short. (laughs) I love him. The hostages are going to be lost after an hour. So, Cedric and... Victor come and save Cho and Hermione, but Fleur's little sister is just lost, stuck there. I would okay. So let's talk. So Cedric does did the, the bubblehead bubble charm. Victor does the shark. A thousand times worse than the book, I think. Yes, very scary, like a fully large shark head, like yeah. that he almost bites Hermione's legs off. I know, and Harry what? like gives him his rock. Yeah, all he gives him is <laughs> shut up. <laughs> And I say, there is a part coming up here that I don't want to forget it right now just because I made a sex joke. Joanne, when Moody tells Hermione that she would be a good auror, Joanne writes, Hermione blushed with pleasure. (laughs) Ew! Or something horrifying. I don't remember exactly the words, but it is with pleasure. Hermione Hold flushed up. with pleasure. That is horrifying. <laughs> I just needed to say yes, it. Yes, that's what it is. Hermione flushed pink with pleasure. Yeah, that's Ugh. disgusting. It stopped me dead in my tracks. He's like a 50-year-old man. I know that's not what it means, but it did horrify me at the time. She doesn't have to add the word pleasure to it. That not makes it sexy. Pleasure. With pleasure. God. It, it could have been with praise. Yes. Or with the praise. With pleasure. <laughs> oh, that anyway. makes it sound very horny. <laughs> so I God. save Gabriel. Yeah, he like threatens the mer people. He does with, with his, his wand. wand. As we're gonna continue so they all, to like, see back away. many different magical humanoids. Magical, almost people are covetous and scared of magic and wands. But yeah. that they said, like, okay, so like the goblin singer, whatever. But Harry says that he doesn't even think the mer people have a drop of magic. Yeah, in them. Maybe that's why their stones are so crude. <laughs> they can't make nice houses. They can't do they it. They can't have like nice we things. Ever did. Why can't they just have a bunch of like Squidward houses? Oh my god. <laughs> Squidward houses. I like Squidward's house. It's very elegant. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> very elegant. It has a face. It does. <laughs> it's very elegant. <laughs> you walk in its mouth. It's a cool house. Okay. Okay. It's, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's 11.30 at night. That's what's happening. So. It's not. It's not even 11 yet. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Um... So yeah, then Harry saves Ron and Fleur, not Fleur, Gabriel. 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 Ron and Gabriel. No, Gabrielle. And they come back up and um, find out that Harry is like way outside of the time limit. Yes. Um, but they're cleaning him up and they announce that, um, they announce the scores, right? Is that what happens next? Well, Fleur comes over and is all of a sudden all about Harry because she's super happy he, like, saved her sister. Yes. She kisses Ron and Harry and both of them are like, oh my god. <laughs> Madame Pomfrey brings them all over to the little healing tent and mm-hmm. Dumbledore starts screaming at mermaids. <laughs> <laughs> screaming with mermaids. Um, to find out what happened down there and then they have a little judge's convening. And is this the moment... When Hermione has a water beetle in her hair. It is. She is, like, all praising Harry, and Victor is, like, trying to get her to, like, pay attention to him, so he, like, pulls a water beetle out of her hair. She doesn't give two yeah. shits. But, yeah, bum, 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 uh, the return of the beetle. <gasps> Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So we get the scores, and Harry got second place. Yes. Because of his moral fiber. (laughs) His moral fiber. Ron is like, there you go, Harry. You weren't being thick. You were showing moral fiber. He literally says that to him. Moral fiber. You were showing your moral fiber. Oh, my God. And then that's it. I have a question. Okay. My one of two questions. God. From Pottermore. Is it fair that Harry receives extra points in the second task? I think so. I think so, too. He like got it, two of them. He got two people, and he also, like, he got there first. He did. So, like, I, I think he just deserves points for that alone, like, being the first one to reach the people. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, showing that, like, he cared more about, like, saving these people than he did about winning a competition. Yes. Outstanding moral fiber. Outstanding. I think it's fair that he got second place. I do too. And now he's tied with Sedwick. Woohoo! <laughs> oh I like that. I like that, like, everyone except Karkaroff agrees that he earns those points yes. too. Even Madame Maxime, like, recognizes it and is like, yeah. Even Poisey. Even Poise. Even Poise. Even Boise. <laughs> I love Percy in this book. Same. He's so good. I love his, like, this is getting ahead of ourselves, but, like, the letter when they write to him and he responds, <laughs> oh and he's God. like, as I have told literally everybody that has asked me this question, he's taking a well-deserved break. Don't bother me anymore. <laughs> he's so ridiculous. I love like, his storyline. Percy? Yes. I know. Through all the books, it's so good. I love him. I love Boise. <laughs> I love Boise. 
Anyway. We'll talk about Percy soon. Yeah, he, he comes up later. But first, we gotta return to Padfoot. Ba-bum. Ba-bum. I'm so excited. There's so much juicy goss. I know. So this starts out with Ron getting a little taste of fame because everyone yes. is, like, asking him what it was like to be down at the bottom of the lake. And his story just becomes bigger and better and more grand as it, like, goes on. Until Hermione embarrasses him. <laughs> um, but then they get a letter from Sirius and he's telling them to meet them at Hogsmeade during the next visit. And then... Harry Potter Secret Heartache, the Witch Weekly article by oh! Rita Skeeter comes out. Can you read it to me? The whole thing? Yes. Harry Potter Secret Heartache. Thank you. I was going to ask you to do a voice, but you just knew. A boy like no other, perhaps. Yet a boy suffering all the usual pangs of adolescence, writes Rita Skeeter. Deprived of love since the tragic demise of his parents. <laughs> 14-year-old Harry Potter thought he had found solace in his steady girlfriend at Hogwarts, Muggleborn Hermione Granger. Little did he know that he would shortly be suffering yet another emotional blow in a life already littered with personal loss. Miss Granger, a plain but ambitious girl, (laughs) seems to have a taste for famous wizards that Harry alone cannot satisfy. Since the arrival at Hogwarts of Victor Crumb, Bulgarian seeker and hero of the last World Cup, her Miss Granger has been toying with both boys' affections. Crumb, who is openly smitten with the devious Miss Granger, has already invited her to visit him in Bulgaria over the summer holidays and insists that he has never felt this way about any other girl. However, it may not be Miss Granger's doubtful natural charms that have captured these unfortunate boys' interests. She's really ugly, says Pansy Parkinson, a pretty and vivacious fourth-year student. But she'd be well up to making a love potion. She is quite brainy. I think that's how she's doing it. Love potions are, of course, banned at Hogwarts, and no doubt Albus Dumbledore will want to investigate these claims. In the meantime, Harry Potter's well-wishers must hope that next time he bestows his heart on a worthier candidate. Wasn't that lovely and fun and such a good time? Now imagine that was Snape reading it to the whole class and letting everyone Fuck laugh at you. him! I forgot that that happened and I got so mad. I, I couldn't stand it. What a piece of shit. That's worse than the teeth. <laughs> I don't know if it is. But very bad. He is so nasty in this book. Yes, he is. Yes, he Fuck is. him! So Pansy throws this at Hermione. They read it under the table. Snape, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes up behind them and is like, doing some reading. What the <laughs> oh fuck my God. that? It's just the demon voice in my head. It's Snape. Um, and so he separates them. And mm-hmm. let's talk about what happens when he makes Harry come to the front of the class to sit right in front of his desk. Yeah, he comes. he makes Harry sit in front of him and is like bullying him the whole time. All this press attention seems to have inflated your already over-large head, Potter. You might be laboring under the delusion that the entire wizarding world is impressed with you, but I don't care how many times your picture appears in the papers. To me, Potter, you are nothing but a nasty little boy who considers rules to be beneath him. Lord, that line. Fuck. But he calls him a little boy. A nasty little boy. But he... No- <laughs> but like- He's a nasty big boy! <laughs> That's what I just say. Snape. I, he, but like he, he's aware he's a small child. 
And he's, oh, God, he, he pulled him to the front just so that he could, like, whisper under his breath to him that entire time and be super insulting. But he also... He also... He knows. ...reveals that people, someone has been stealing from his office. Yes. And Harry knows Is this, this where he says that it's ingredients out. for yes. Polyjuice Potion? Yes. Moomslang Skin and Gillyweed. Both come from my private stores and I know who stole them. And then he outright threatens him. Yeah. Yeah, he threatens him with Veritaserum. Which, maybe it's, I'm positive we've had this discussion before, I don't know if it's been on the podcast or not, about how it's since come out post-books, as she's been trying to fix some plot holes that people on Twitter scream at her, um, that it's basically like a lie detector test in Mm. terms of like, Use in the justice system. <laughs> so it's not like 100% accurate? Yeah. For telling if someone is lying? It's it works like real well at the end invisible. of this book, though. Hell yeah, it does. Which is surprising because he's such a good liar. Right. Ted Bundy has <laughs> passed the lie detector test. Really? Yes, he did, ma'am. Wow. So why can't Barty Crouch Jr.? <laughs> No, I get it. It's, like, the full deal real thing. But, like, I get it in in the terms of, like, okay, so maybe if you're under the Imperious Curse, you wouldn't, you'd be able to pass it without blowing Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. There's, I'm I'm positive there's ways for it not to be, like, admissible in wizard court or whatever. Because people bring that up of, like, well, why didn't they just have, like, Sirius take it? Right. Or, like, at the end of this book, why didn't they just have Harry take it when he was telling Fudge what happened? Yeah. In the fifth book. I think, too, there might be some truth to it of, like, well, if you think somebody is, like, mentally ill enough, that that, like, is their truth. Yeah, that's... That's, that's, a, that's the same with the lie detector <laughs> test thing, is, like, you're not going to show up as lying if it's what you believe. Yeah, sometimes you can believe something so strongly, if it, even if it's not really the truth, that it becomes your truth. Yeah. So that you're able so to, like, pass that anyway. So, so that could be the same thing that happens with here, with this. Like, yeah. if you really, truly believe something to be true... Even if it's not. Yeah. Then you can present it like it's fact and it'll come out like it's truth. Ted Bundy. Yeah. <laughs> I know nothing about that. I have not been <laughs> watching or slobbering, even though... Zac Efron. God, he's so hot. Okay. <laughs> no. Good casting. I... Yikes, I need to watch it just for him. <laughs> this is going to be American Horror Story all over again. Fuck me. Okay. <laughs> fuck a serial killer. Anyway... Um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought of it here. It's it's coming up. We're being mm-hmm. introduced to it for the first time. Yeah, Very because Snape is scary. threatening a child with it. <laughs> yes. It's also really relevant to the next book, too. Yes. With Umbridge questioning mm-hmm. everybody. So, And I think it's, like, very teen rom-com that Harry's, like, his first thoughts are, like, I'm going to get Hermione and Dobby in trouble with this, like, stealing stuff. I'm going to expose Sirius. And also, I might say that I have a crush on Cho. <laughs> I Worst love that of too. all. Oh, God. The whole school's going to know. You asked her to a dance. You don't People shit. already know. I can't. I can't. And then Karkaroff comes in. Yes, and he hangs out. I, this is what I forgot. He stands behind the desk the whole time. For, like, an entire class, and it's a double period. Yes. And the class, like, just started. <laughs> yeah, he stands there the entire time. Yes. Twisting his goatee around his finger. 
and looking agitated. Like Jafar. Like Jafar. <laughs> I've heard that movie was really bad. I'm sad about it. I, one of my coworkers went to it and they just told me today that they thought it was really good. Oh. I've heard mixed reviews. I've only heard bad reviews. He was the first person that I've heard say it was good. Wow. So I'll probably still know. see it. No, I probably will too. Mm-hmm. I feel like Disney has been doing a good job with their live actions overall. So, so yeah, total random side thing. I really want them to just like hurry up and do Hunchback. Oh my god, yes! But I guess their like copyright isn't up on that one yet, so it'll be waiting. I'm That's excited. the only reason why they're doing this, by the way, is that their copyrights are coming up on all their animated movies, so they're extending them by making shot for shot remakes oh in god. a live action. Terrible. Capitalism. Yeah, if you look at, like, all the Disney movies that have come out in the last few years, like, hardly any of them are original stories. They're all just remakes. Because they want to keep their money. Yeah. Ooh, Disney. Yikes. Anyway. So Jafar's at the back of the classroom. Just, Jafar. <laughs> just standing there waiting the entire time. He's hovering behind his desk. I imagine that he is just fidgeting for an hour behind Snape's desk. While Snape is, like, trying to teach. <laughs> what is Snape teaching? He's just sitting there watching everyone make potions for two hours. Oh, no. So Harry spills his armadillo bile at the end of class so that he can stick around and listen to what Karkaroff has to talk to Snape about. And he shows him something on his inner forearm. <gasps> that is getting clearer. <gasps> what does this mean? <gasps> I have no idea. <gasps> I'm getting scared. <laughs> I'm losing my breath. <laughs> um, but then that's, um, Snape kind of kicks him out really fast. So it, it's just like, he's like, look at this. And Snape's like, you need to get out. <laughs> and then he notices Harry's there and Harry runs away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so then the next day they go to Hogsmeade and they see Sirius. Okay. Let's bring him chicken and I bread. I a lot to say. They bring him chicken and bread. Chicken. Chicken voice. <laughs> Chicken and bread. <laughs> so we find out that Sirius has um, moved to Hogsmeade since he has heard all of this stuff going on with Harry and the headlines in the Daily Prophet. They're also getting more and more mysterious, talking about um, Barty Crouch's illness mm-hmm. and Bertha Dorkins is still missing. Um, we find out that Crouch has not been seen in public since November. Mm-hmm. His house is completely deserted. Mm-hmm. St. Mungo's is not going to say anything about it. And the ministry is refusing to confirm any rumors about what's going on. Damn. Shit. So. Hermione's obsessed with house elves. <laughs> <laughs> Ron tells that to Sirius. Well, this is when we get the classic line of, um, this I think is one of the most popular lines in Harry Potter, is if you want to know something about a man, look at how he treats his inferiors. Yes, yes. So classic. I like that line. I love it. It's if very true. If you really true. want to know something about a man, look at how he treats his inferiors, not his equals. Hell yeah. Go Sirius. <laughs> um. So this is where they they tell Sirius that um Crouch sacked Winky. Yeah. At the Quidditch World Cup, and he's very surprised by this. Like, he, he treats it like it's a big deal. It is a big deal. <laughs> um, so he asks Harry if, who else was in the 
top box with them to see if any of them could have stolen his wand. <laughs> um, Ron pulls a Harry and is like, the Malfoy! I know! <laughs> <laughs> then get it! Um, they talk about Ludo Bagman a little bit, and um, Sirius is like, I don't know much about him except he was really good at Quidditch. And Harry's like, I mean, he's okay, but he keeps offering to help me with the tournament. Um, okay. Yes. I love this. The Ludo shit in this section, I'm sorry. Like, I just got so jazzed about it because I know that we had been talking a lot about it in hindsight, knowing that this was like a planted thing. To make you think Ludo was, like, doing all this shit. But this section really solidified that in a big way. Yes, yes. Yeah, right now Sirius doesn't know much about him before. But they're telling him about, like, all the, like, sketchy Yeah, when they lay it all out on the line like Yeah, it's it's like like, he was in the forest. um, Like, during the Quidditch World Cup. Like, just didn't really know what was going on. He's been offering to help Harry. Says he's taken a liking to him. Mm -hmm. What if it was him that conjured the dark mark? Um, and Hermione's like, it's more likely that he did it than Winky. And Sirius is like, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> um, and then he asks, what did Crouch do when the dark mark came up? And so they tell him he went to go look in the bushes. And Sirius is like, yeah, because he would want to see if there's anyone he could pin it on but his own elf. My heart is clenching that he is looking for his child because he knows. He knows he's out there. He finds him, doesn't he? In that part. I don't remember. I'm so excited to get to the end of this book. God. I'm so pumped. I'm so excited to hear it. Because I don't remember, like, anything about the, like, the behind the scenes of the Crouch family stuff. Like, I don't remember very much of it yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, like... So this is, like, where you get the first taste of it. Because mm-hmm. then we start to find out uh, Crouch is the one, A, who sent Sirius to Azkaban without a trial. Yes. Um, and they're horrified you find by out that. They're horrified by that. And he's like, well, that was his thing. He was tipped to be the next Minister of Magic. Should I just read what he Please says about do, him? because I'm so jazzed. I love these juicy tidbits. <laughs> Okay, so Harry asks him, do you know Crouch? And Sirius says, oh, I know Crouch all right. He was the one who gave the order for me to be sent to Azkaban without a trial. Can you do the voices? No. (laughs) (laughs) And then, what? Said Ron and Hermione. You're kidding. Said Harry. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm serious. (laughs) I can't speak in the room. I have one voice and that's it. That's okay. You're doing very beautiful inflections. Crouch used to be head of the Department of Magical Law Enforcement, didn't you know? No. Harry We're children. Shook their <laughs> no. We're children. <laughs> um, he was tipped off for the next Minister of Magic. He's a great wizard, that Barty Crouch. Powerfully magical and power hungry. Oh, never a Voldemort supporter. No, Barty Crouch was always very outspoken against the dark side. But then a lot of people who were against the dark side. Well, you wouldn't understand. You're too young. That's what my dad said at the World Cup, said Ron. (laughs) (laughs) Try us, why don't you? All right, I'll try you. Imagine that Voldemort's powerful now. You don't know who his supporters are. You don't know who's working for him and who isn't. You know he can control people so that they do terrible things without being able to stop themselves. You're scared for yourself and your family and your friends. Every week, news comes of more deaths, more disappearances, more torturing. The Ministry of Magic's in disarray. They don't know what to do. They're trying to keep everything hidden from the Muggles, but meanwhile, Muggles are dying too. 
Terror everywhere, panic, confusion. That's how it used to be. Well, times like that bring out the best in people and the worst in others. Crouch's principles might have been good in the beginning. I wouldn't know. He rose quickly through the ministry, and he started ordering very harsh measures against Voldemort's supporters. The orders were given new powers, powers to kill rather than capture, for instance. And I wasn't the only one who was handed straight to the Dementors without trial. Crouch fought violence with violence and authorized the use of the unforgivable curses against suspects. I would say he became as ruthless and cruel as many on the dark side. He had his supporters, mind you. Plenty of people thought he was going about things the right way, and there were a lot of witches and wizards clamoring for him to take over as Minister for Magic. When Voldemort disappeared, it looked like only a matter of time until Crouch got the top job. But then, something rather unfortunate happened. Crouch's own son was caught with a group of Death Eaters who managed to talk their way out of Azkaban. Apparently, they were trying to find Voldemort and return him to power. Crouch's son was caught? Yes, Hermione. Yep, said <laughs> He's, like, so overjoyed by this. Nasty little shock for old Barty, I'd imagine. Should have spent a bit more time at home with his family, shouldn't he? Ought to have left the office early once in a while, gotten to know his own son. Was his son a Death Eater, asked Harry. No idea, said Sirius. I was an Azkaban myself when he was brought in. This is mostly stuff I found out since I got out. The boy was definitely caught in the company of people I bet my life were Death Eaters. But he might have been in the wrong place at the wrong time, just like the house elf. Um, and then Hermione asked Dick Crouch try and get his son off, and Sirius lets out a laugh that was much more like a bark, because he's a dog. Woof. Woof. <laughs> How would a laugh sound like a bark? Woof, 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 woof. <laughs> it's like the penguin, but barking. <laughs> Crouch let his son off? I thought you had the measure of him, Hermione. Anything that threatened to tarnish his reputation had to go. He had dedicated his whole life to becoming Minister of Magic. You saw him dismiss a devoted house elf because she associated him with the Dark Mark again. Doesn't that tell you what he's like? Crouch's fatherly affection stretched just far enough to give his son a trial, and by all accounts it wasn't much more than an excuse for Crouch to show how much he hated the boy. Then he sent him straight to Azkaban. I saw the Dementors bringing him in, watched them through the bars in my cell door. He can't have been more than 19... They took him into a cell near mine. He was screaming for his mother by nightfall. He went quiet after a few days, though. They all went quiet in the end, except when they shrieked in their sleep. Serious. Jeez. <laughs> and then we find out he died in Azkaban. And? Oh, did he. And that the Dementors buried him. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff I don't think of them doing, and burying people is one of them. Yes. <laughs> but that's... I can't... It's hard for me to think of them in the sense of being, like, actual for-real guards. I know. They're very nothing to me. But then, like, they listen and they do things. And they can feel people. And they're guards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have actual jobs. It's weird. Yeah. They're not just, like, evil creatures. No. They're also they humanoids. <laughs> yeah. And, like, robots. And they fuck. <laughs> they, f- they do not. They absolutely do. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Kate. No, they don't. <laughs> what are you talking about? I thought they grew out of dark places. <laughs> Fudge literally says in Half Blood Prince that they're breeding. <laughs> Ew! They How does that even work? With their ding dongs. <laughs> They're sp- they don't have TikToks! <laughs> They're special spots. Anyway, we should not talk no, about I this. No, I thought it just said that they, like, grew out of, like, dark, wet, sad places. Well? <laughs> <laughs> Are 
Are you saying that's what sex is like? That's what my vagina's like. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stand this conversation. Okay, let's keep talking about They fuck each other. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs) So old Crouch lost it all just when he thought he had it made. One moment, a hero poised to become Minister of Magic. Next, his son dead, his wife dead, the family name dishonored, and, so I've heard since I escaped, a big drop in popularity. Once the boy had died, people started feeling a bit more sympathetic toward the son and started asking how a nice young lad from a good family had gone Mm -hmm. so badly astray. The conclusion was that his father never cared much for him, so Cornelius Fudge got the job, and Crouch was shunted sideways into the Department of International Magical Cooperation. Shit, he has such a good history. And this is only the beginning of it! Let's stop there for a second and kind of walk through what we've learned. Something, I have a couple things that have really struck me at this part. That, like, I don't, I'm I'm a fake fan, so, like, I don't, like, know all of the things. And I get Mm -hmm. surprised when reading this. So, like, number one, I forgot that the, um... The gang was captured after Voldemort died. Yes. I absolutely forgot about that. And the fact that they managed to get out of Azkaban, the three of them, Barty Crouch Jr. aside, but Bellatrix Rodolphus and Rebastin, all were, like, not caught until this moment. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, no, never mind. Okay, I got confused because for a second I thought they were hinting that, like, he got caught because of what they did to the Longbottoms. And I was like, but in a later chapter, in this same section, we find out that they go to Azkaban for that. But that, he he just got hanging out, he got caught hanging out with them at the scene of other crimes, basically. And they talked their way out of it. Is that what they're hinting at? No, no, just that, like, straight up that they didn't get caught when Voldemort died. Like, yeah, Sirius, yeah. Sirius says that they managed to, like, worm their way out of... Out of Azkaban. Up out until... Out of Azkaban. Up until that point. Yeah. Duh. Because they're in prison in the next book. Right. And get out. Yeah. But I'm, like, I honestly, like, in my mind thought that that happened earlier and was so surprised that they managed to not be in prison when, like, I don't, I don't know. I know she wasn't always, like, the right-hand person, but, like, good Christ... She still was very was a, faithful. Yes, and I was just so surprised. But I guess when she she they come from like really serious, real deal families, mm-hmm. so it isn't surprising, I guess, that they did manage to stay out of prison, right? Because they're well to do. So I'm not. I guess I'm not really surprised. But I was just I was shocked reading this because in my head that was not the case that she like fell with Voldemort just like they both die together. Right. Like, I thought that that's what was happening, but I I don't know why I forgot. I don't know why I didn't realize that, like, the war was over. Yeah. And then they went and tortured the Longbottoms. Why would they? To find him. Because they were Aurors, so they thought, let's get some info. Because that's the thing, too, is that, like, I'm positive that the government was just like, yep, let's let everybody believe that Voldemort's dead. Yeah. But of course they're still looking for him. Fudge even says, you know, at the beginning of the series that he's probably still out there. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, you know, smart people who know things 
are not fooled by this mm-hmm. and think, nah, he's probably still good. So, like, I'm positive that, like, Moody has, like, a horde of people out looking for little Timmy Roddle and his little nasty spirit butt <laughs> roaming around in the forest trying to find him. So they're trying to find him, too. So they're like, why not get information from, like, the top shit horrors? Yeah. So they torture them for information. I was really surprised. And then I was also surprised that, like, I don't know if this was just, like, but she planned everything, so I don't get it. Or if it's then just serious being cagey with the whole thing. What do you mean he he bet his life that they were Death Eaters? He knew. He knew! That's his cousin. Yeah, of course he knew. Her, at least. Yeah. Come the fuck up. And her husband. Yeah. The reason she married him. <laughs> Next best. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Next best. I just like. Why is he not telling the truth? Yeah. When he know. does in the next book, fine. Maybe it just wasn't time for her yet. Mm-hmm. And the whole deal. Yeah. I don't know, but I was just like, "What do you mean you'd bet your life? Well, duh, you, you would, because you know. Yeah. Stop being dramatic. God. <laughs> But I was just like, why would he say that? And then continues to bring them up and just is like, yeah, a married couple. And it just is like, whatever. Like, we don't get any bits and boots of information. He doesn't want to admit that he's related to that, probably. Yeah. He readily does, though, in the next one, which is why it was surprising to me. But I guess it's yeah. just not time to, like, get into him. Right. And his family yet. Yeah. Because they're not at the house. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, being back at the house is probably what forces him to, like, mm-hmm. acknowledge that, you know? So, but I also just forget like how crazy Crouch was. Yes. When he was like building up his own reign of power, you know, like how he like fought violence with violence. Like he was like giving his people the right to like kill people and to like use unforgivable curses. That's the crazy part is that he was allowing torture. Yeah. To get information. Right. Like, it's, like, everything that they were, like, arresting these people for, he was letting these people do to them. In the name of good. Yeah. Which is wild. I forget, like, that he took it that far. That's some great Like, I know that he was always trying to, like, protect his image, protect his name, working toward Minister of Magic. Like, I always remembered that, but I forgot how far he took it Mm -hmm. to, like, get to the top. That is some Gaylord business. God, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Doing bad things in the name of good. Yeah. That's it. It's pretty terrifying. It's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. So, what do they talk about after we find out this stuff? Then they kind of start talking about Snape and Moody. Um, we talked about this in the last one that I was so serious. <laughs> about how I thought, I'm like, how did they... How does he not know? How does he not, like, he would know that, that, sorry, he wouldn't, Sirius would know that Snape is, was a a death death eater. eater. Yeah. But then he, like, doesn't. Yeah, in this part he did. So I was surprised. All he says is that Snape hung out with people, he was fascinated by the dark arts, and he hung out with a lot of people who turned out to be death eaters later in life. And for someone who knows so much about the war in the next book, why does he not know what a dark mark is? When they bring that up, when they say, Karkaroff showed him something on his arm, and Sirius goes, I have no idea what that's about. Yeah. He would know what that is, too. Or does he? I don't know. Maybe he's dumb. 
But like that, I feel like that would have been common knowledge in the first Wizarding War, wouldn't it? Would it though? Because it's the inner inner circle. Oh, Did a true. lot of those people get caught? No, a good number of them showed up at that's the true. meeting. That's true. But I don't know. I don't know. That's Maybe the, I don't. I don't know. But it feels like that would be something because a good number, you know, at least four got caught with these tattoos and you, they know what the dark mark is they see it in the sky right. so like they know what that is wouldn't that be a sign of something yeah i don't know but maybe that's like top secret bullshit yeah but wouldn't the order of the phoenix know yeah that is interesting wouldn't that's the thing. order of the phoenix know or dumbledore the, yeah dumbledore definitely knows he would have to right mm-hmm i don't know lots of stuff but yeah. And I'm not trying to, like, pick at it, pick at it, pick at it. Yeah. Because it's all stuff that gets set up later, but it just seems like... I feel like Sirius should know this stuff. Right. I'm surprised... Like, he knows so much, I'm surprised he doesn't know these little things. And I know that it's for the mystery of the book. Right. I understand. <laughs> but I'm... Like, I'm. we're a little bit here to do some picking. Right. That's kind of part of it. So, you know, I'm not trying to, like unravel the entire book but it does feel like he should he should know some of these things but i guess we just don't want the snape reveal not yet not yet and come soon but not yet mm. but i feel like we basically know we know that he is like interested in the dark arts and we know that he treats people like shit yeah so well, we're like about to not... know even more when we get to this memory stuff yeah yeah. So, yeah, Lots they talk about wheels. Snape. They talk about Moody. They talk about them trying to get into Snape's office because they're like, okay, both Moody and Crouch were very interested in investigating Snape because yes. they suspect him. So now they're kind of talking about, like, maybe it was Snape who put your name into the Goblet of Fire. Um, they're just, and then they're talking about Mad-Eye's history a little bit. And Sirius is like, I wouldn't put it past him to want to search every teacher's office when he gets to Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. He doesn't trust anybody. But I will say this for Moody. He never killed if he could help it. Yep. He always brought people in alive whenever possible. Um, and then Sirius asks Ron if he can write to Percy and ask him what Crouch <laughs> has been up to. Um... And also to see if they have any leads on Bertha Jorkins, too. Mm -hmm. So then they go back up to the school. Is this the part that I want to talk about now where they talk about Barty Crouch or something? And um, somebody, is it Ron, says something about, like, Percy? Anyway, Percy gets brought up and Hermione's like, he would never do that to your family. And Ron goes, I don't know. And it, it was like a big moment of like a gasp for me. I think it's in this part or when they get the letter back. But Is Hermione says something. Hermione about? says something. Yes. Yes. Hermione says something. Well, no, Percy would never like throw your family under the bus. Oh, yeah. And then Ron's like, I, it is right and here. Ron and then says, Ron says, if he know. thought we were standing in the way of his career, he's really ambitious, you know. And I gasped. Yeah. Because that's very true. Mm -hmm. And it happens. Tragic. Yeah. I was just like, holy shit, he does. Yeah. He, he pulls does a party exactly crouch. That. Yeah. Yikes. Ooh. Foreshadowing. It's bad news. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I knew this to be true, but just like seeing it written there, I was like, oh my god. Yikes. She's hinting at it now. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get into it. Next chapter. Okay, so next chapter is The Madness of Barty Crouch. The Madness of Mr. Crouch. So they go and give Dobby his socks, and he gets really emotional. Mm -hmm. Send a letter to Percy asking him about Mr. Crouch. Well, do we find out anything else about Winky? Yes, so then they go go see Dobby, and Winky's there. So they ask how she's doing, and she's drunk. Drunk. (laughs) She's had, like, six bottles of butterbeer. Um... Winky is pining, Harry Potter. <laughs> Winky wants to go home. So Harry asks her if she knows what Crouch might be up to and tells her that she stopped, that he stopped coming to the tournament mm-hmm. and she gets really upset because she's like, he needs me to take care of him. Um, and then um, Hermione's kind of like, other people can manage to do their own housework. And Winky's like, well, that's not it. He was also trusting me with one of his biggest secrets. Mm-hmm. Um... But then when Harry tries to get her to tell us what that secret is, she hell no is not going to say anything. Um, and she kind of starts insulting Harry Potter and Harry Potter. Harry Potter, because that's all Dobby calls him. <laughs> it's I'm like reading it's it out of the book, so I, it just came out. Um, and then she passes out. <laughs> and the oh, the Winky. other house elves are like disgusted by her. Um, but Hermione kind of, like, goes off at them a little bit, and they're, like, trying to hide her, and Hermione's like, oh my god, she's unhappy, like, you guys have a right to all this stuff, look at Dobby, and she, like, offends them, and they're like, alright, you need to get out now, mm-hmm. and they're, like, pushing them out of there. So that, we have some drama with the house elves. Um, so they send some food to Sirius, and Hermione starts to get hate mail about that Rita Skeeter article. Yes. Um... She gets a whole bunch of booba tuber pus. <laughs> booba tuba pus. <laughs> I squirted at her. That's so evil. I read She's in which weekly. Child. I read in which weekly about how you were playing Harry Potter false, and that boy has had enough hardship, and I will be sending you a curse by the next post as soon as I can find an envelope big enough. How does that work? You are a wicked girl. Harry <laughs> Potter deserves better. Go back where you came from, Muggle. Yikes. Yikes, people are mean. She's a child. You deserve to be boiled in frog spawn. This is nasty. So, she misses some classes that day, but they go to Care Magical Creatures and they learn about Nicholas. (laughs) Fluffy black creatures with long snouts. Oh, they're so cute. I love the Nifflers so much. (laughs) I love a nippler. Um, and then Ron kind of like he wins the little oh, competition. Oh, he loses his mind. But he gets so sad about being poor. He does. He loses it fully. Yeah. He's so pissed. Right. He's so mad. He's like, "Harry, you need to take back your Christmas present to me. This is all bullshit. You spent too much money on me this year, and I'm mm-hmm. not okay with it. I hate being poor. Boy, I get it. <laughs> I know. I do too, Ron." <laughs> Um, so then, um, so then they're kind of talking about, like, well, Hermione is like, I really want to know how she knew, how Rita Skeeter knew yes. that Victor, like, asked me to come <laughs> visit him. so embarrassed. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> and Ron is just, like, so pissed, but, like, trying not to show it. <laughs> I love it when she's, like, trying to just, like, bulldoze 
her way through the conversation, and he's just like, oh, and did he ask you? And Hermione's like, well, and then this and this and this. He goes, okay, but did he ask you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, so then Hermione is like, she's determined to find out like how Rita is finding out all this information Yes, about people. Um, and then they get Percy's answer when <laughs> Mrs. Weasley sends them Easter eggs and Hermione gets a really small oh, from her. God. I feel Molly, so bad for her in that part. I do too. How does she, that is crazy. How does Molly, she believe that? She's an adult woman. She knows that Rita Skeeter writes shit. I don't understand this. I don't either. Girl. Um, and then, yeah, we get Percy's letter. We already talked about that. He's <laughs> not happy. Um, and then, um, McGonagall holds Harry back and tells him that he needs to go down to the Quidditch field to find out what the last task is going to be. So he and Cedric are heading down there together. Ludo Bagman tells him it's going to be a maze. The Triwizard Cup will be placed in the center. Um, and then they're about to leave, and Crumb pulls Harry aside and asks if they can talk a little bit. And so he starts <laughs> asking him if there's anything going on with him and Hermione, and Harry's like, no. We're just friends, I swear to God. <laughs> I just love it. He's like, well, she talks an awful lot about you. And Harry's like, because we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't know you don't have any. Aww. Aww. And Crumb's just like, you've never, you haven't, you haven't done anything? And Harry's like, no, we have not. We are 14 years old. Oh my god. Um, so then Crumb is, like, slightly happier. And he starts talking about how, like, Harry's a good flyer. And Harry's, like, totally fangirling over him. And he's like, yeah, I watched you at the World Cup. You were great. I loved you. <laughs> I loved you. I, I'm in love with you. <laughs> oh, God. That Ronsky faint. Oh, man, it was good. <laughs> um, but then there's some creepy stuff going on in the woods. Then the nightmare starts. And Mr. Crouch comes out. Why is this part the scariest thing in the entire world to me? I wish this had been in a movie. Oh, Can you I imagine would've... with some, like, Oops. creepy music? Yikes. That would have been really nasty. So he comes out and he's, like, completely lost his mind. He... Oh. Is talking like he's talking to Percy before the school year started, telling him to like send letters, yes, verifying the number of students that's coming to prep mm -hmm. for the tournament and stuff. Um, and then, um, Harry is like, We've got to go get someone, and Crouch is like, Dumbledore, I need to talk to Dumbledore. Yeah, I've done this stupid thing, I need to tell Dumbledore about it. He like snaps the minute Harry makes like any move, yeah. And then he goes back into the Percy stuff or whatever. Right. It's so scary. It is really scary. And then he goes even further back. He goes to, like, my wife and son are going to be arriving shortly. We're going to hang out with the Fudge family tonight. Like, he goes even further back than oh, the planning the Triwizard. So Harry goes to get Snape, or to get Dumbledore. <laughs> Leaves Crumb with Crouch so he can watch over him. And when he goes to Dumbledore's office, he runs into Snape, who holds him up. Ugh. The turd. Oh, no, wait. Crouch is talking about, he mentioned something about Bertha. And his son. Mentions her being dead. Mm -hmm. And his son, and the Dark Lord growing stronger. <gasps> and he mentions Harry's name. <gasps> so he's like, I have to tell Dumbledore all this. So then Harry runs into Snape. 
who is like not helping him get to Dumbledore, but then Dumbledore comes out of the study. And Harry leads him into the forest. Um, and Dumbledore's, like, being, like, super serious about it. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll come with you. And then he's like, what did he say? And Harry's like, he said this. And Dumbledore's like, oh, okay. And then he starts, like, going faster. He's fast. Watch out, he's fast. (laughs) And Harry's like, yeah, I left him with Fisher Crumb. And Dumbledore's like, what? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. It's like a speeding train. So then they get out there and, um, Crouch has disappeared, and Victor has been attacked, bum, bum, lying bum. on the ground. So they go get Karkaroff, and Karkaroff is, like, being a dick to Dumbledore, and Hagrid, like, attacks him. Yes! Slams him. Moody comes and goes into the forest to look for Crouch. Oh, does he? Yeah. She's worried about him. Fucking crazy person. Dad? Dad? <laughs> Papa? Um, and then Hagrid takes Harry back up to the school, and he tells Ron and Hermione what happened. Ew! Yikes! I was listening to the audiobook during this section, as I probably do with all sections. Um, I'll leave that a mystery. I, <laughs> and I was listening to this part, and I was just, like, going about my business, and, like, I had creepy arms, and I was so upset the whole time, and it's like, we couldn't find him. He, well, nobody's there or whatever. And I just kept going, it's, he's a bone! <laughs> it's because he's a bone! Yikes. It was so deeply upsetting to me. I can't stand it. It is so nasty and scary. This part is so scary. I know. Yeah. It is freaky creepy. Yeah. This book is not for babies. No, this is, like, everyone says that, like, the end of this book when Voldemort comes back is when the shift happens, but, like, it happens earlier than that. So, yeah, that's the end of that chapter. Do we have any questions? I have a question. How dare she freak me out this much? God. No, I mean, I do have questions, yes, but they will be coming, I feel like, at the end of the section when we see the, the memories. Okay, gotcha. I feel like we'll help us better be able to talk about it. Cool. Okay, so the next chapter, the dream. Um, Harry and Ron and Hermione are talking about what's going on, what they found out. They make Harry repeat everything that he said again. And then they go, they go find Moody, right? No, before that, they write a letter to Sirius, I think, to tell him what happened. And Fred and George come in, and we hear that they're talking about blackmailing somebody. Yes. Um... And this is, like, kind of another Percy moment a little bit, where they're, like, I mean, if, where Hermione's, like, I mean, if something super serious, you know, like, if they know something about Crouch and it was super serious, they'd tell Dumbledore and Ron's, like, I mean, they've been super obsessed with, like, making money lately, so I don't know if they would do what's yeah. right. Everyone in the Weasley family is just, like, losing their minds. It's some weird book. stuff. Um... So Ron's like, they've never really cared that much about breaking the rules. And Hermione's like, yeah, but this is the law. (laughs) Um, Pardon, this is the law. This is the law. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then... What happens next? So then they go find Moody... And they're asking him if he found anything on the grounds. 
Um, this is bone. <laughs> I shot it. Um, Harry asks him if he used the map. Um, he makes Hermione flush with pleasure. Oh, God! <laughs> I love that, like, Hermione's, like, being good old detective, and he's like, you should be an order too. And then Ron is, like, trying to, like, come up with all these, like, theories to, like, get him to say something, too. I know. He, they could have they pulled him onto a broom and flown off with him. That's his, like, explanation <laughs> that they come up with. Um... What else happens in this conversation with Moody? He basically just tells Ron and Hermione that they need to look out for Harry. Yep. In the meantime, yeah, the scary like, things are happening. They're like really worried about stuff, and then he's just like, "Anyway, well, you got you should be focusing on on the last task." Yeah. And Harry's like, "Whoa, oh, okay." Yeah. <laughs> and then Sirius also writes back. Everyone is telling Harry off for hanging out with Victor. What do you think <laughs> you're playing at, walking off into the forest with Victor Crumb? I want you to swear to me that you are not going to go walking around the grounds at night with anyone else, especially a Durmstrang student. Um, Harry's, so every, Harry's getting frustrated because, like, everyone is, like, lecturing him and being like, you need to be really careful. And he's like, no one has tried to attack me all year. Why is everyone telling me to be careful and watch my back? Watch the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> so then they start practicing up for the last task. Um, practicing a whole bunch of, like, spells and hexes and stuff like that to get Harry ready. And then they go to divination, and Harry starts to have a dream. Um, and Wormtail has made a mistake that could have cost them a lot of stuff in their plan, but his mistake was fixed. He so he's not Barty going out. to be McGinney's. Yeah. Right? That was it. What? He let him out of his sights. He let Barty escape. Yes. That was what happened. And then... Is that what happened? Mm-hmm. And then Junior comes and kills him, so it's fixed. Oh, right. Yeah. I think that's what happens. I'm just really trying to put it together because I don't remember anything that happened. Yeah. <laughs> that's gotta be it. I was, like, trying to remember that when I was reading this. I was like, oh, what happened? What did he do? Mm-hmm. I forgot that they had Barty crouched with them the whole time. Yeah. What was he going on? Because he's under the Imperius writing to Percy and stuff. Yeah. All sorts of things. Yeah, that I forgot. I really think he is the person that they were talking about. Like, one more person to, to die, he's and then I kill be. Harry Potter. Yes. I think it has to be Barty Crouch. It's gotta be Barty. We were trying to guess that in the first episode. Mm-hmm. I'm just coming back to that as we're wrapping up Yeah, this that's book. gotta be who they were talking about, because who I else I think dies? it has to be. They wouldn't have been talking about Cedric, so it has to be no. him. And they can't have been plotting for Dumbledore. That's too big. Yeah. So I think it has to, I think it had to have been Crouch. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense that he would have been plotting with Barty Crouch Jr. Boom, mystery solved. Yes. <laughs> okay, so Harry has this dream. So Harry has this dream, and then he wakes up in class, and... Screaming! Screaming! Because Voldemort's torturing poor Peter. Yeah. And so then he goes straight to Dumbledore, Dumbledore's office, so that he can tell him what happened. Um, and he gets to the office, and Fudge and Moody are in there with Dumbledore, and they're talking about Bertha Dorkins and everything that happened with Barty Crouch. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Moody outs Harry and says that he is 
listening outside the door. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. And that's the end of that chapter. Bum, bum, bum. Last chapter of the Pensieve. We don't have questions are all for this last one. Yep. Okay. Um, so they all go for a walk around the grounds and Harry is just hanging out in the office by himself for a little bit. Um, and he finds the Pensieve. So he <laughs> pulls out his wand and pokes it. Oh my god. <laughs> yep, that's what he does. Um, and kind of just like falls right into it face first without even realizing what this thing is. Uh, so the first memory that he goes into is, which one is it? Karkaroff? Karkaroff, yes. He's giving names of people. List them. <laughs> I'm Barty Crouch, you're Igor Karkaroff. Tell me the names. Uh, where is the first one? Uh, Dolohov. I saw him torture He's countless the baby muggles. man. What? He's the baby man? Is he the baby man? He's the baby man. I think he's the baby man. In the fifth book? Yeah. The scary one that I don't like. He's the one who kills Lupin, I know that. The In baby the man. Oh, maybe not then. I think he's the baby man. Is he? We'll see. It's the next book. I know for sure he kills Lupin, and he's also one of the ones that shows up. Yes, he's the, the baby man. Is he? I'm I'm stating it as a fact right now, and I will see you back in one of the last sections of Order, Order of the, the Phoenix, Phoenix. <laughs> to confirm. Dollahop is the baby man. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Rosie Rosier. Rosier. Yes. Who's um, dead? Daughter of a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> son of a son of lesbian. <laughs> Shit. Great grandchild of lesbian. Um, who is next? Travers? Yes, who is he? He helped murder the McKinnons. He comes up again, or, or maybe not. I think so. Sounds familiar. Yes. Mulciver, he specialized in the Imperious Curse. Rookwood, spy in the ministry, that was his ticket. Mulciver's the, the axe man. No, that's Sh McNair. Motherfuck! That's so true. What is... Mulciver specialized in the Imperious Curse. I know, does he come back too? I don't know. That's such a familiar name. It sounds very similar okay, to my name. Okay, the axe man. Mulciver. Um. He has to come back. And then me. Snape. This is the Snape reveal. Yeah, so what does, what happens? He is losing his nerve because only Rookwood was yep. the only good name that he provided. So then he yells Snape at a desperate account and crouch is like nope he's been vouched for by dumbledore and dumbledore is like i have already given evidence on this snape was a death eater however he rejoined our side before voldemort's downfall and turned spy for us at great personal risk he's now no more a death eater than i am and then what because of a boner <laughs> <laughs> because he had a crush because he had a boner because he had a boner he had a boner so, Crouch then sends Karkaroff back to womp womp. Azkaban. So, the next one is Ludo Bagman's trial. Yes. Which I forget that that is a part of this chapter. It is so good. It is so good. Um, so, he's here because they heard evidence against him. Um, 
that he was passing passing information to Death Eaters from inside the ministry. No, not from inside the ministry. Just passing information from inside the the house. Yes. And Bagman is like, no, I had no idea. I didn't know that they were bad. Rookwood was an old friend of my dad's. It never would have crossed my mind that he'd be in with you know who. Um, and he also kept on talking about how he would help me get a job at the ministry. Um, so then Crouch is like, oh, let's just vote on it. And, like, no one votes to imprison him because they're all like, oh, you were just so good in the match last oh week. Oh, my God. Um. And, uh, Crouch is just, like, he's super pissed. He's like, yeah. God, the day Ludo Bangman joins us will be a sad day for the ministry. <laughs> And then um, the last scene is the one with Barty Crouch Jr. Can I say this broke my heart into a thousand pieces? I know. It made my stomach hurt. It's very sad. It's very tragic. It affected me physically. I became Oh, he's such a good actor. Barty Crouch Jr. with him, like, pleading with his dad, even though he was in the wrong. He's, like, crying and screaming. And Crouch is just, like, totally drowning him out, just, like, talking over him. It is so vile. We have heard the evidence against you. The four of you stand accused of capturing an oar, Frank Longbottom, and subjecting him to the Cruciatus curse, believing him to have knowledge of the present whereabouts of your exiled master, he who must not be named. Father, I didn't. I didn't. I swear it. Don't send me back to the Dementors. And then he's crying to his mom. Don't let him do it. His poor mom is also, like, having a heart attack. Oh, my God. So he sentences them, and he's, like, screaming at Crouch. He's like, I'm your son. And Crouch is like, you are no son of mine. I have no son. Yikes! Take them away, and may they rot there. What a bad movie. (laughs) Shit, this part is so good. So then this is when Dumbledore pulls Harry back out. Uh, Um, Let's talk about Bellatrix for two seconds. Because she's in it. Oh, that's right. I just want to. She looks back up when they when they're sentenced and they're being taken away. She looks up at Crouch and yells, "The Dark Lord will rise again." Crouch, throw us into Azkaban. We will wait. He will rise again and will come for us, and he will reward us beyond any of his other supporters. We alone were faithful. We alone tried to find him. Is this not like exactly what he says in the graveyard? Yeah, not one of you tried to find me. Well, he, yeah, he literally says, like, they will be rewarded. Yeah, when and they, they alone were faithful and stuff. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I love this. Oh, God. Mm. I just like this, it just, like, rips me to shreds. This, oh, my God. And then, then so they get out and, and Harry is allowed to ask Dumbledore some questions for once. Mm-hmm. And even Dumbledore says, I don't know if he was a Death Eater. Yeah, he has no idea. It's crazy. Who, okay, when Bertha is talking about teasing someone about kissing Florence behind the greenhouses, who is she talking about? I don't know, just some dumb kid when they were in school. He put a hex on me, but I was only teasing him, and then Dumbledore is like, but why did you have to follow him in the first place? It's a memory of her at school. That's what he says. I know, I just, like, I can't, I can't help but feel like that's somehow relevant to, like, what happened to her. Well, it is, because she's just, like, chasing down gossip. Gossip. Yeah. 
So, like, when she sees that, like, Peter Pettigrew is still alive, she's going to chase down that gossip. Right. And then she dies. Mm-hmm. I think that's the point of it. Okay. Um, so then Harry tells him about the dream. Yes. And it, it, he's like, it sounds so lame when I, like, say it out loud. I don't think so. But Dumbledore <laughs> is like, uh, well, I see. Has this happened any other time besides when it happened over the summer? <laughs> um, and so Dumbledore reveals that he also has been talking to Sirius. And then he came up with a hiding spot. Mm-hmm. And so then Harry asks him if he knows why his scar is hurting. And Dumbledore says it is not, I have a theory that it is not only hurting you when Voldemort is near you, but it also is hurting you when he is feeling a particularly strong surge of hatred. So right now it's only hatred, but later it's when he's feeling any kind of strong emotion, right? Horny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking joy, but yeah, horny too. Yeah, ew. I mean, they're pretty much two in the same. Oh my god. Um, He's never been horny in his life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He will be someday because he has a child. Stop it. It's a lie. (laughs) You're spreading lies. Get out of my home. And then Dumbledore asks Harry if he actually saw what Voldemort looked like. And Harry's like, no, but like there wouldn't be anything to see, would there? Except how would he have held the wands? And then Dumbledore's like, yeah, how indeed. Um, because he has a tiny baby fist because he's the boss baby. Boss baby. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back around. Hashtag boss baby. <laughs> and then Harry asks if Dumbledore thinks he's getting stronger. And Dumbledore's like, yeah, once again, I can only tell you what I think. Um, But yes, I think he is. (laughs) He's like, people have been disappearing a lot. It's just like the first time he rose to power. It's all happening again. Um, And then Harry asks him if the Longbottoms are Neville's parents. So this is when Harry finds out the truth about Neville's history. So and Dumbledore is like, hasn't Neville ever told you any of this? And Harry's like, no. Hey, and Dumbledore, have you like, realized that Neville has, like, no friends, even though we're, like, sometimes nice to him? Yeah. Yikes. Um, so Harry finds out what happened. And then Dumbledore reveals that he has no idea if Mr. Crouch's son is a Death Eater or not. And then um, he asks him if Mr. Bagman has been accused of any dark activity since, and Dumbledore says no. And then he says the same thing about Snape. Mm. And Harry's and then, like, and what? the door is closed. <laughs> yeah, and then Harry's like, what did he do to make you think that he didn't do anything? And Dumbledore's like, I'm not going to tell you that. Bye. <laughs> um, and then Dumbledore asks him not to tell anybody about Neville's parents. Yes. He has the right to let people know when he is ready for people to know about that. Neville. And that's the end. Wow, we did it. We did it. What are the questions? Um, my only other question was um, a moral quandary. Was Does Harry have moral fiber? Yes. The end. Bye, everybody. Bye. No. <laughs> um, was Barty Crouch right to turn in his own son? I mean, I think yes, because he did commit a crime. He did a despicable crime. A very bad crime. So, yes, he was right to send him to jail for it. Yeah. Was he right to be as nasty as he was to him? Probably not. I don't know. 
I think that he was in the right to turn him in and to send him to prison. Mm-hmm. If prison's the only option for everybody. He, like, he, he can't show thing. special treatment and, like, try and rehabilitate his son. Oh, wait, yes, he does Yeah, do that, and that is clearly a bad thing, too. Right. There's no winning. This kid sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's the right thing. He's not fit to be out in the world. We know this. As a fact. It's all proven to be true in the last section. And it's not like Azkaban is like a rehabilitating experience or anything, but it's like, he's not. He can't. Yeah. He did a bad, bad thing. He did a bad, bad thing. And I don't even remember, like, if they talk about that in the end bit, if he talks about what he does to the long bottoms. Do you remember? Hmm? If he talks about what he does to the long bottoms. I think he does. And does he say that he did it on purpose and that he wanted to be there and was active in it? I don't remember. Because, like, you think, is this the changing moment? The cruelness of his father turned him into what he is now. Ooh, in I this don't remember. moment and not when he was younger. Was he just truly, not in the wrong place at the wrong time, but being a real Peter Pettigrew about it all? Yeah. Or was he being active? Was this the moment when he changed into, like, a vindictive, cruel person? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know, so I guess we'll have to see, but either way, it, like, he can't. And I agree, it's, it, like, either way, it's bad for Crouch, but it's, like, career suicide to not put him in yeah. prison. Right. He oh, has so he's, to. he's soft on his Like, it's, it, well, family. it's the right thing for him to do, too. Like, he did a bad thing. He did do a bad thing. But it came off bad for him how nasty he was. Yeah. And he could have shown, like, remorse for it. You know, like, he could have been like, I don't want to, but, like, I need to. Or, like, I'm doing this because it's the right thing. Like, he didn't have to be like, you're not my son. Politically, it would have been a good move to cry. Yes. <laughs> Show that you have a soul. Come on. What was he like as a... Di- it's just... I'm I don't know. I'm dad. excited to really, like, get into it once we know the full story. Because this sucks. Like, I don't... I don't remember this chapter very well. I don't remember the story, like, in full. I know. Because it's, like, so good, I just, like, black out. Right. (laughs) And I don't remember But every time you read it, it's like, this is so cool. I lose my fucking mind. Every time. It's so so good. I'm excited to, like, have a whole Barty Crouch, Barty Crouch Jr., Crouch family Mm -hmm. discussion once we get to that part. Because I just, I don't know. But it is the right move to put him away, because either way, he did a bad thing. It doesn't matter if he was a Peter Pettigrew about it. He was there, and he did it. He did a bad thing. Yeah. He was there, and he did it, and he did a bad thing. Yeah. And that's it. I'm so excited to get to this last part. I'm so excited to get to this last part. So, guys... We are reading to the end of the book. It's going to be a long seven chapters, and it's going to be a long upcoming podcast. (laughs) It's going to be so good. It's going to be like three hours long. There's so much to cover in that last part. I know the Voldemort chapters, there are three, but they are fast. Yeah. But not for me. (laughs) 
But there's still a lot that happens. Remember she how we talks talked about, about the first lot. chapter of this book for like 40 minutes? Yes. In the first episode of this book. This last part oh has like God. four chapters that have real juicy stuff. We're, but I'm sure the maze will go faster than we think it will. We're just I don't know, because like space. I feel like we talked about the second task for a long time in this part, even though like we were like, whatever, let's just get through it real quick. I know. But then we get... Lots of Voldemort, we get the Barty Crouch stuff, we get the bum-bum-bum-bum, time to go into the next one, what's going on with Fudge. Yeah. All very exciting. So there's lots and lots and, and lots to talk death. about. And we get Cedric's death. Poor Cedric, oh no, I'm gonna cry. And then the movie! And then the movie! I'm so excited for the movie! I've been itching to watch this movie. I I'm so excited. so good. I have not watched a single clip. I haven't either... I've been very good. I can't wait to watch this. I'm so jazzed. Shit. So, thank you so much for listening. We will see you guys back next week with the end of the book. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MyrtleBathPod. Or email us, MyrtleBathPod at Gmail. Rate and review us on iTunes. Hey, this is a fun thing. We noticed <laughs> recently on iTunes that we have three ratings, you guys. Thank you. Thank you to the three of you who gave us five stars. It's not like Twitter. We didn't even do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's three of you. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. That was so exciting for us to see. I know. Why didn't any of you leave a review? Come on. <laughs> no. No, seriously. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for your reviews. We really mean that. Um, <laughs> a nice save. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also thank you for making them all five star ratings. I know. That made me real happy. Ooh, I'm glad you guys like it. Also, please share us with your friends and fam, people who like Harry Potter. Spread the yes. word. Yes. We've gotten we want kind of friends. an influx of new listeners, which is kind of exciting. So I hope that that kind of continues on. I hope that we are exciting all yes. of you very much with our book clubs and things. And this is a really good time to reach out to us, especially on email, too, because once we wrap up with Goblet of Fire, we don't really know what we're going to be doing in the downtime between Goblet and Order, so send us your ideas if there's anything you want us to do. I know one thing we're going to do. Crimes commentary! That is going to be the hottest mess of anything we've ever done! Oh, God! Okay. Alright, we're calling it quits. Thank you. Love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.